stay bout it, I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud and show this world what they've been G'day listeners, welcome to the Braintainment Podcast. This show is an interesting mix between pop culture and personal development with a very wide range of guests that come on the show for a chat from the sports space, philosophy, health and fitness, entertainment and everything in between. The idea is to entertain or to educate you guys and hopefully sometimes both, either through just myself or with the guests that come on the show as we explore different ideas and concepts and have some really interesting conversations. The mission with the Brain Tamen podcast is to raise a million dollars, and that all starts with uh, building an audience and a platform. So thank you for tuning in. Our goal is to raise a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and family, and be sure to subscribe. With that said, strap in and enjoy this episode. Hello, guys and girls. Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Braintainment Program. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you get some value from this episode. Uh, and if you do, please do share it with friends, family, chuck it up on socials, and spread the love. That would be very appreciated. Look, the next 10 minutes or so, I'll try not to ramble too much. I wanted to unpack uh, some ideas, um, some thoughts, or really just some lessons learned around beliefs and ultimately what impact limiting beliefs will have on the way we show up in uh, in the world, okay? Now, there's a lot to unpack here. The conversation around belief systems is very broad. It's very dense. And uh, this little 10-minute powwow is just scratching the surface of that. However, my hope is by the time this finishes up, uh, you've got something to use. You've got some really potent ideas that you can implement into your life and get some value from straight away, okay? So the first idea to put forward, I suppose, to set up the rest of this uh, conversation is to firstly highlight why the fuck we should care about our belief system and, and how it plays out, okay? What are they exactly and um, what impact is it really going to have on a day-to-day basis? And I think a really cool way to unpack that is to look at the cycle of reinforcing um, belief systems. Now, there really is this human need to act in congruence with the way we see ourselves, right? It's a fundamental neurological desire to act in a way that we believe we are. So until we change that structure or that identity, it's very unlikely that any lasting change is going to come from our behavioral change, okay? Now, the cycle of reinforcing beliefs ultimately looks like this. Now, it it makes a lot of sense graphically, but I'll try and architect a picture of it for your mind's eye um, right now. So just imagine at the top of a piece of paper the, uh, the word beliefs. Now, those beliefs of yourself, the world, um, we'll unpack this more in a moment, are then going to dictate our thinking patterns, right? The way we think is really derived from what we believe to be true. Now, those thinking patterns will catalyze a certain emotional state, and our emotional state will almost always determine what actions we take, uh, and then those actions, of course, create results, and funnily enough, the results then further reinforce the beliefs that we already hold to be true, okay? And then that cycle continue. So the question then becomes, well, what the fuck do you do if your belief system is all over the place and creating very, very poor thinking patterns and as such, you know, pretty uh, undesirable emotional states and because of that, you're creating um, a a level of action that you wish you didn't (laughs) and then the results, of course, that are showing up aren't what you're after and you're stuck in this cycle. What do you do about it? We're going to talk about that in a moment. But I guess just by painting that picture, we start to recognize that until we change how we view ourselves, until we uh, change our perception of um, the world around us, 
it's very unlikely that anything long-lasting or, or fundamental is going to change, okay? So that's the cycle of reinforcing beliefs and what it looks like graphically. Now, as a result of that pattern, essentially what we're doing is we're creating neural pathways in a certain way, right? There's this default state that we find ourselves in at any point in time uh, is ultimately as a result of that cycle I just outlined and that enforcing a certain um, structure of neural pathways, okay? Good or bad or indifferent. That's just how it works. So for us to make true change, we need to shift neural pathways such that our default uh, mode, I suppose, changes. And the way to do that is to start auditing our belief system and picking it apart and rebuilding in a way that's going to be fruitful and more in line with the way we want to show up um, in the world. So real change is ultimately breaking that pattern over time to rewire neural pathways such that we change our default state. That's where true change comes from, at least in my books anyway, based on my own personal experience and certainly from the research that I've been diving into in recent years. So uh, another kind of idea just to acknowledge to really drill that home, I suppose, is in addition to that cycle of reinforcing beliefs, we do also have a part of the brain called the RAS or reticular activating system. Now, you might be familiar with it. I think I've spoken about it on this program before. I know guests on the show have. Ultimately, it's a part of the brain responsible for filtering out what's not important and bringing forth to your focus or your attention what is important. Now, um, I mean that more so on a subconscious level, right? So things that you may not describe as important to you potentially are, um, and they're serving as evidence to support your current belief system, right? So a really cliche example to outline what I mean by this um, on a more surface level uh, I suppose, is let's say you buy a blue car, um, a blue Holden, okay? You cruise around a blue Holden. It's very likely you're going to start to spot more blue Holdens on the road uh, uh, following that purchase of your car because your brain is essentially telling you that there is some relevance there. There's some level of importance for blue cars or blue Holdens, and you're going to start to notice those, okay? The same is true in every fucking area of our life. If you are struggling um, with your ability to get up and go, and as a result, you've architected a belief system that you are a procrastinator, that you can't chase after a, a passion project, you can't start a side hustle, you can't get into shape, um, you know, that law of inertia, objects are stuck in motion, uh, objects in motion tend to stay in motion, objects at rest tend to stay in rest, that activation energy required can be really hard. Maybe you're stuck there in that first stage. And as a result, that is proving as evidence, your RAS is essentially bringing that to your attention to prove that your belief is valid. Okay. So you can see how this plays out in any sort of way. The car example is just a fun one, but there are some really sinister ways this plays out as well. And that's what we want to unpack and pick apart a little bit today. So that's the RAS. That's the cycle of uh, reinforcing beliefs and true change is ultimately going to come from breaking that pattern and rebuilding our belief system. Cool. So the question is, how do we do it? We really need to step in between stimulus and response to start getting in the habit of creating a conscious response. Now, what I mean by that is at the time, let's use the procrastination example, because I think case studies often make it a lot more tangible and easy to digest. Shout out to those listening who aren't procrastinators. I'm sure you can tie this to another example. But for you guys that sit on your ass, or at least you think you do, and you want to take action, but you're struggling to do so consistently, could very well be that you're stuck within the confines of a limiting belief that tells you you're a lazy fuck. <laughs> okay? So 
I touched on it at the start. I want to keep this conversation kind of short, so I don't want to unpack this too much, enough just to kind of uh, plant the seed, if you will. But we need to step in between stimulus and response. So in the procrastination example, next time you find yourself sitting on the couch um, idling, right, procrastinating, and then uh, as a byproduct of that, reinforcing that belief, we need to we need to, we need to step in between that stimulus. Now, the stimulus is ultimately going to be when you grab the pen and paper to jot down the ideas you said you would, or craft the email, or work on the business plan, or whatever the fuck you're trying to put together. The stimulus is that moment. Now, the response at the moment is very likely. Ugh, I can't think. I've got writer's block. I don't know what's coming to me. Uh, this all seems so hard. That is then going to catalyze or further enforce that cycle of um, of beliefs, right? So the cue may very well be the pen and paper, maybe the computer in this specific example, that's then going to catalyze the thinking patterns. I'm lazy. I'm lethargic. I'm not the kind of person that can make bold moves, can make true change in my life. There's your thinking pattern. That's going to create a certain emotional state, whether you like it or not. Uh, and then, of course, you're going to take actions according, which could very well be at the moment that you just go play PlayStation, you go eat a block of chocolate, um, whatever it might be, and your results are you know pretty obvious, and that's going to reinforce that belief. So what if instead, when that cue comes about next time, you sit, on, you, you sit down to do some work, um, the writer's block comes or that level of stagnation comes, we sit in that and we challenge that belief system, which is rearing its head almost immediately that tells you you're a procrastinator. What if we stood in between that moment and we had a very conscious response? Perhaps, how about instead I'm going to do 10 minutes of this work, even if it's deplorable work that I don't put out to the world, but at least I'm telling myself that I'm the kind of person that does what I say I will do. Now, will that change your life in a moment? Absolutely not. Will that change your life if you get good at that practice on a daily basis? 1000% fucking yes. And I can't share that more aggressively because that's been the experience in my own life and just looking at the case studies from all kinds of interesting people that I've connected with, uh, connected with on the show, that really is um, the way it works. Now, coming back to the idea of rebuilding neural pathways, I've spoken on this program a lot about neuroplasticity, okay? I encourage you to dive into the world of neuroplasticity, even just a little bit, just so you can really digest how true it is, and this will help with rebuilding belief systems, how true it is that our brain is literally designed to grow, adapt, change. That's why we we as humans are the apex predator, because of our ability to adapt, okay? So we're designed to change. Now, is there activation energy required to make shifts? Absolutely. Does it feel good at first? Potentially not, but I promise you, if we can get excellent at the skill of stepping in between stimulus and response and making very calculated responses, over time, we will start to rebuild our neural pathways and our belief system will change from one of, I'm a lazy fuck, I procrastinate, I don't make bold moves, I never make the right decision, et cetera, et cetera. Our belief system will slowly but surely change to something along the lines of, I'm the kind of person that always does what I say I will do. Even if I'm more focused on the process than I am the outcome, if I sit down to architect um, you know, my day's agenda, 
than on paper, I will do it. And I will sit in that discomfort until I do it. Now, that behavior, right, that stepping in the in between the stimulus before you allow yourself to um, spiral out of control, if you will, on negative thinking patterns, that behavior will change what thinking patterns will result, okay? I promise you, just experiment and see how you get on. Now, that thinking pattern will create a new emotional state instead of feeling fat, uh, fat, flat, <laughs> You can say I don't edit these. Flat and fatigued, you may very well feel alive and charged up and ready to rock and roll. And as a result, you're going to create new actions and then get better results that reinforce a belief system. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. So what I want you to do, if you'll indulge me and you know what, fuck that, do it for yourselves. What I encourage you to do specifically uh, tonight or today whenever you get the opportunity, is to start writing down some of the limiting beliefs that you think you may have in certain areas of your life. Now, start small on the main areas of concern. Now, I'm going to provide an example um, in my own life and be a little bit more vulnerable and and share openly to hopefully provide more context so so that you can do the same and experiment and explore where you have opportunity to um, do what I'm talking about here. Now, I wrote down in the last week, a whole list of limiting beliefs I had around my uh, brain injury. So without digressing too much, you know, if you fuck with this program, you know, if you listen to some of the shows or you know me personally, you'll know that I had a really bad head trauma five years ago and I've struggled on and off with post-concussion syndrome in and out of specialists and um, doctors and everything in between. It's been a nightmare. But um, anyway, conversation for another time. One of the most sinister things from that uh, from that trauma is the is the limiting beliefs that have have resulted um, and kept me confined to a certain level of physical activity. Okay, now there are very real physiological impacts that I need to manage and monitor. However, it's became very clear as I started to unpack some limiting beliefs, writing them down, literally on a piece of paper. For me, it was in a Word doc. Um, what some of those beliefs were, um, it became very apparent that I'm also. I'm falling short in, my, I'm falling short on my potential and possibilities of what I can actually exert physically. Um, yes. So let me give you a couple of examples. Just looking at it now. So some of these beliefs that I, I believe to be true. Okay. Whether they are or not, whether the objective analysis is um, up for debate is irrelevant. For me, these are some things that, at least on a deeper level, I believe to be true. One, I will never fully recover. Two, I am not like a quote unquote normal person. Three, I always fatigue in the afternoon. Four, I don't have the stamina to build the massive business I want to build. Five, I always break down after intense exercise. And the list goes on and on. So that exercise in whatever area of life is probably the most important to you right now, write those down and start to challenge them. Now, if I start to challenge those, even those first five, none of those, none of those are objectively true 100% at all. It's my perception of those things. Now, there is, of course, a nuanced approach to this to recognize that there is, there is some level of um, you know, looking after my body and being very aware of not overdoing it all the time. But those, those things I've just highlighted are not true. They're limiting beliefs and they're governing my behavior. And as a result, I'm falling short on my potential. I want to get back into sports. I want to get back into large, um, you know, uh, physical event activities. And I haven't been doing so because of those limiting beliefs. Now, I, I wrote these down and I pushed through. I had a really good week in the gym. 
Uh, played a lot of tennis, went for a couple of big runs. And I'm actually looking at doing a half Ironman next year. Cool. Gives you an idea um, of how what we believe to be true of ourselves will show up and how we can stay stuck in that. So I want you to jot down what some of those limiting beliefs are and start to challenge those. And then the practice really looks like this. One, audit, which means write down. Two, challenge them. Are they true? Start to contextualize them and then also write out opposing or opposite arguments. Okay, write them down and change the narrative. Three, practice that stepping in between stimulus and response such that when the stimulus comes up, um, say for me, for example, might be lifting weights and I might feel a little bit lightheaded. Whereas uh, I'm stopping myself from diving into or unraveling into the thought process of I'm all these things I just outlined in the limiting beliefs doc. Instead, I'm taking the moment to step in between and remind myself that none of those things are true. Instead, perhaps maybe I just need to rest for a few minutes and then revel in the fact that I just really pushed through and made progress in my physical activity goals, changing the narratives. Thinking pattern changes. I feel better emotionally. I'll do more of it. So my actions have changed. I'll get more and more results. I'll get bigger, stronger, fitter, faster. And then my belief system will change. How cool, right? So that's the third thing. And then the fourth one is really just to um, write out or meditate on what the benefit of changing these beliefs will be. Humans will only ever do anything if it serves us. Okay, it's a whole other conversation. So there needs to be some clarity around why this new belief system will prove valuable for you. So In my example, um, it's really, really important because I'll look good. I want aesthetically to look big and strong. Um, I'll feel good. I have more energy um, and I'll just have a more fulfilling life and I'll I'll, I'll have the gusto, if you will, to go out and build big businesses, impact the the people I want to impact and all that good stuff. In the procrastination example, the why might be if I can get good at pushing through those boundaries and being a self-start and doing the things I say I will do, then I can actually create the level of income that I want to provide for my friends, family, and all that good stuff, right? It could be that, hey, I've always thought of myself as a schmuck. This might actually allow me to do something really fucking cool to feel like a rock star such that when I look in the mirror, I feel like I'm someone who really does make moves, not someone that is scared and timid. And that belief you have in yourself is just so fucking intrinsically rewarding. That in itself might be enough of a motivator to um, to really get this belief system right. So there's enough ideas there. I've rambled a little bit. I apologize. But if you get some value, please let me know. Do share this chat with friends, family, chuck it up on social, and I will connect with you guys again very soon. I'm sure. Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you did enjoy it, if you got some sort of value from the episode, please do us a favor and subscribe to the channel. We've got lots more to come and share it with your friends and family. It all helps our mission of raising a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So please share the podcast and I look forward to sharing more with you on another episode.